Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of the Inches podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship and how digital is affecting the industry in total. I'm Nick Lawson, co-founder of Squad Sports, and as always now, week three, uh, here with Rich Franklin, VP of Sponsorship at the Portland Winter Hawks here. How's it going, Rich? I'm good, Nick. How are you doing today? <laughs> good, good, good. Again, beautiful day outside today. In Portland, Oregon, it rains nine months out of the year, yeah. and we get about three months of sunshine, and everything's green. It's the most beautiful. If you've ever come out to Portland, definitely make it out in the summer. If you like rain, definitely come out in the winter, but I would suggest a summer visit. If ever there was a week to be doing this podcast from a rooftop uh, little lounge uh, bar area with a view of the river and enjoying the sunshine. Today's that day, but we but are not. Here we, we are. are. We are in the Winterhawks offices <laughs> in beautiful Memorial Coliseum, and, and not just not just any office. A windowless bunker of an office uh, on the lower level of of uh, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Fort Motor, yes. which is a great old building. You know, on the outside, uh, if you've never been to Veterans Memorial, it's all glass. So actually, the concourse gets a ton, a ton of sunlight in. Uh, unfortunately, down here on on ice level, <laughs> it is it is not that. Um, last week we had a great episode on the recession. Um, you know, Rich just went, went over some great points on how to survive, how to come out top, uh, which was huge because I've never been through a recession. Um, I got a lot of great feedback over on LinkedIn. I think some some people realize, hey, yes, I was very very young <laughs> when this last. Recession happened. Uh, so if you haven't checked that, that out, definitely go check it out uh, on on the last episode of this podcast. This week's episode is uh, kind of tied to that, but uh, how to make money in the off season, which a lot of people uh, think that hey, my season is from October till April. Um, this is where I make my money in the off season is planning. But in today's age of the twenty four seven fan, you literally cannot. Uh, not be engaging them, not be grabbing that attention. There's just too much attention uh, there. So we'll go over a few things. And this really was prompted by, at least for me, the NFL draft this year. I think it's, you know, of all the drafts where it used to be at, you know, Radio City Music Hall in New York, and only a few people could attend. I think they did Chicago, um, and it got bigger and bigger now in Nashville. It looked like it was a giant party. Uh, I think reported over 600,000 people attended throughout the week, yeah. uh, and that really prompted us to think about on the sponsorship side, uh, how, do we, how do we monetize some of those off-season assets so that you're connecting with your fans uh, in the time where your, your team's not playing? And one of the things, too, uh, Nick, is, and I think we mentioned this in, in, in one of the previous episodes, is overwhelmingly my career background is in the rating business, in the broadcast business. And one of the things that you learned when you're in the radio business as opposed to sports, at least sports the way it used to be, radio is a 24-7, 365 business. Uh And you have content going out, hopefully, every minute of every hour of every day of every week. So one of the things that has changed a lot in this digital world in which we live is that sports teams start to look at themselves not only as the team that is out there playing, in our case, out on the ice, playing hockey during hockey season or football or basketball or baseball during your respective seasons, um, but you're now a almost a media company. You are in the business of producing content uh, to engage your fans 12 months a year, even when there aren't games being played, 
in your venue. So one of the things that my background in in broadcasting uh, trained me to do is always be thinking on an annual basis or at the very least on a quarterly basis, okay, what what am I putting out there? What's the content? What's the what's the promotion going to be? What's the sales promotion going to be? What am I doing to engage my listeners? Or in the sports business, what am I doing to engage my fans when there aren't actually games being played? Mm-hmm. Which is intriguing and a huge shift. And it's been like this for a while, but, you know, at least back when I used to work in sports uh, for some teams and just definitely being a part of the industry now, you know, that last game ends. There's some downtime because the season's been so crazy. And then usually you're looking at the season, usually yeah. playing. Now it's kind of like, hey, we know the season is going to end at this point. Uh, we got to get some stuff ready for that month one of the offseason, month two. Uh, and I think events are a big, big piece, especially of today. Uh, if you look at experiences with the millennial generation, yeah. um, which is which is me, it seems like the millennial generation just keeps going. It just keeps adding more and more people to it. But um, we like our experiences. We like being at places. Um, you know, we like going to our Coachellas or concerts. Hey, um, guess where I was a couple of weeks ago? Where was that? Uh, stagecoach. Nice. Yeah. So, so not just a millennial thing. Not just a millennial thing. <laughs> um, we, we Gen Xers can, 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 can still do that. Too. Yeah. Um, but, but especially with sponsors, I mean, more and more dollars are going around those events yeah. uh, because they build such great brand affinity, not only for the team, but for the sponsors. Well, and, and part of it too is a, as a, as a sports organization is you, you have to understand that your sponsors are in most cases running a business, engaging customers, all throughout the year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, they may have their seasonal ups and downs, but um, one of the things I think that's important from a sponsorship and, and uh, monetizing standpoint is that you have that right mindset that my team maybe doesn't play, you know, 52 weeks a year, but we are in business of engaging consumers 52 weeks a year, mm-hmm. whether that's, uh, on a game night, whether that's in the middle of your off season, um, and there are opportunities to involve your sponsors with with those types of events. Now, some of these are going to be events that are already taking place, and you just sort of need to take advantage of what's going on. And a great example is the draft. Mm-hmm. Every team, every sport, to the best of my knowledge, has some sort of entry draft where new players are, are coming into the league and coming into the teams. And clearly the NFL has done a terrific job of monetizing those events, making those events big deals. I mean, hundreds of thousands of fans jamming the streets of, of Nashville uh, to watch, uh, you know, what is essentially a non-football football event, you know, um, so understand that your fans do have that interest. Understand that there are events that you can take advantage of, like uh, an entry draft. You could host a draft party. Uh, and this is, again, something that, that any team in any league can pull off. You know, you can be a small uh, organization in the middle of nowhere, and if you've got a team in your town or a team nearby that, that your local folks follow, um, you know, go find that sports bar, sell them a package, get your beer partner involved and create that event. If for nothing, no other reason that it's an opportunity to engage your fan base, to keep them interested in the middle of your quote unquote off season, mm-hmm. you know, 
But along the way, you can make some money at it too. Now, part of the thing I think that's important is that when you're building your packages, when you're building your presentations to your sponsors, you need to look at it as a 12-month opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so if you go into that presentation with, okay, these are your in-game or in-season elements, this is what we're going to do, but then once the season ends, we're going to have maybe it's a, a digital um, video series that's talking about what the team is doing during the off season, or it's tied to an event like a uh, like a draft. Maybe you create some sort of a fan fest event. Um, whatever it may be, just have the mindset of a twelve month partnership, not just an in season partnership with your sponsors. And what's intriguing to me, what I love about the draft is. It really tells, I mean, if I was a marketing manager, the draft would be one of the first things that I focus on for two reasons. One, you're going to get your really diehard fans there. The fans who really know, you know, want to know who are these, not only who the first round draft pick is, but who's that sixth rounder is, are they going to produce? Mm -hmm. um, so being a brand and being a part of that story of this is, this is the story where, you know, if I'm, if I'm Budweiser, I can draft, I can brand this draft party. And then build an entire list of assets as you know there this person grows. Now it's to from draft to training camp, from training camp to opening day. Hey rookie, right? Um, on that side, on the flip side, um, really, you know, you have the NFL that does the overall draft, but a lot of teams did a lot of kind of localized. I know the Saints did a draft boil where they boiled crawfish. And literally nice. outside, which is, I assume, is is, is very. Normal. What would be the Portland equivalent of that? Ah, uh, beer, beer. Can brew some beer yeah. while you think of a couple other beer. products. <laughs> right. Maybe some cannabis. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have we have a lot of fun products here in Portland. Um, but the the big thing there is just um, you know I know for the Colts they did it at a local brewery instead of doing it at the stadium. Obviously, the Cowboys did it at the Star, which is their huge complex, right? Um, but I think, you know, you can really match it. You don't just have to say, hey, draft party in my stadium. You can kind of customize it, one, to your partner, but two, to your fan base. And the last thing is just what I found very intriguing this year was um, you have the on-location event. It's an experience. It's for your fans who can make it, right? And then you record content on that entire event. So not only is the sponsor getting the, hey, I'm grabbing you at the event, but you're seeing the YouTube recap uh, on, on YouTube, on sharing that on Facebook. Now your asset has just you know been maximized because right. you're reaching fans all across the world uh, right. and they feel like they're a part of the team if you know if they're if you're an Eagles fan and for some reason you live in London, you can still feel that connection by watching that video. Exactly. Um, so you know, draft is a perfect example of that. Um, you know, there's there's definitely other situations where you absolutely can, whether it's training camp, whether it's, you know, on basketball. I know the Blazers here do a Rick City 3-on-3, three three, where that's totally in the offseason. It's a 3-on-3 three three tournament. You apply uh, for teams to, to enter. It's huge. But it's a great offseason piece to really, one, brand, uh, but two, be able to kind of build that brand thing. And monetize and because monetize. they do sell sponsorships for those yeah. events. Uh, but again, I think the the thing is just sit down during whatever point it makes sense for your particular team, your particular sport, and say, "All right, let's take a look at our organization 
our season truly is a 12 month. And we know that, you know, there's going to be these months where we're actually playing games. Fine. The content pretty much creates itself at that point, right? Because you've got the sport, the game, the event taking place. <clears throat> In the case of here at the Winterhawks, you know, we've got uh, what basically May, June, July, where it's our off season. Training camp starts in August. And so we have a big event that takes place uh, in mid-August. And, okay, usually in Portland, Oregon, in mid-August, it's about 90, 95 degrees, something like that. But, hey, it's hockey season. Uh, we do a fan fest where we involve sponsors with, you know, title sponsorship, uh, branding opportunities, sponsorship of particular things. We'll do, like, a bounce house for the kids. We'll do face painting. We'll have a uh, autograph area where players can come and sign autographs or a photo area uh, where fans can come get their get their pictures taken with players. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've got the ticket guys out there as well, uh, you know, engaging the fans on, on a ticket basis. But from a sponsorship standpoint, and it doesn't have to be a great big thing. I mean, I, ours lasts, what, 90 minutes, two hours, something like that. And certainly some time on the front end for set up and on the back end for teardown. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a really cool, fun thing that we that we do to engage the fans uh, to kick off hockey season when it's still ninety five degrees outside. Absolutely. Um, but aside from that, you know, take a look at those other months as well. Uh, here at the Winterhawks, we do a golf tournament in uh, earlier in August. We're doing player and well, not such player because most of our players are out of town. Uh, but we'll do like mascot appearances. We'll do dance team appearances. We'll do heck. We'll we'll do an NHL. We're not an NHL hockey team, but we'll do an NHL draft event just because we want to engage with hockey fans here in the Portland market, whether they be you know fans of the Portland Winterhawks, Detroit Red Wings, New York Rangers, wherever they may be from. They love the sport. Let's connect with them and let's host an event. Uh, as I say, get a get a beer partner involved. Uh, you know, include some some uh, branding on, on the Twitter feeds, and uh, you know, maybe do a live uh, Facebook live. Hey, we're here at the party. Come on down and see us. Uh, you know, a fun thing that you could do again, right in the heat of the summer, in the case of my hockey uh, season. <laughs> that's that's still providing value to my sponsors, and that I can monetize. And I think it's intriguing to what, I guess it's not pushback from brands, but think about it, when a brand's deciding what marketing tool should I use, um, a lot of them will think, hey, okay, this is just for October, September through March is the winter hot season, right? And then you come to them with a package that says, no, 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 we have an entire four months ready for you as well. We're going to be connecting with friends. Um, you know, think about concert series or, or marathons, right? Those are usually like a one shot couple of days. Do they make it, you know, content on the back end and, and kind of trying to, to engage? Yeah. But um, it's just an advantage that you can have as you're going to these partners um, to really push out there and say, hey, look, we are, we're more so than just the months that we're in season. Let's upsell you on this. It makes way more sense. Mixed with, I mean, our overall goal is to continue the same journey, right? Yeah. I'm introducing you to a brand. I'm vouching for this brand as an influencer saying, hey, we've, we've partnered with this company. They're great. They're awesome. Um, you know, that's just another way that you can reach that fan, touch them a few more times so that they're creating that brand affinity. 
where uh, if you don't have those assets, you're kind of competing against maybe, you know, 24-7 type of advertising materials. Right. Um, that That's the one reason they might say no. They might say no because, hey, this is only nine months out of the year. If we take our budget and really go to this, it's going to be 12 months out of the year. Exactly. So it just adds to that, you know, that almost that ammo that you go in and say, hey, look, we're not like most other sports teams or, or most other entertainment around there. We're going to be 12 months in this package with you. Exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, with that being said, when would you, I mean, I got to imagine a lot of people in sports right now are listening to this saying, when the heck do I have time to kind of think of, you know, off season is when I get everything together and budgets are getting together. Yeah. When would you kind of suggest that they start thinking about this or carve out time to kind of really? Well, it's depending on your season, you know, it's it's whenever you can make time to do it. I mean, you really, it's it's like anything else. Uh, you know, you have a whole lot of extra time where you're just sort of sitting around drumming your your fingers on the desk, saying, "Well, what should I do today?" No, <laughs> okay, but at some point, uh, maybe it's in season. Where you say, look, um, okay, we're in the, say, the second half of the season. We do some of this here at the Winterhawks uh, in February, in March, because we're kind of getting to the end of our regular season. We're heading into the playoffs. But guess what? Um, you know, three months from now, four months from now, we're still, we're not going to be playing hockey necessarily, but there's still going to be a need from not only the team standpoint, but from the sponsor standpoint. Uh, to want to engage our fans. Yeah. So that's the point that you sit down and you say, all right, is there something already going on? Is there a natural, like the draft that we, that we mentioned? Uh, you know, maybe it's some big uh, parade of some sort. I mean, a great example here in Portland is the Rose Festival. And the Rose Festival starts in, oh, I think it's starting up now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of mid-May and you got some parades coming up and things like that. Okay. Um, one of the things that we do, uh, we have a fan bony, and the fan bony during the season. By the way, for those not familiar, fan bony is basically the zamboni oh, uh, <laughs> ice resurfacer. In our case, it's been converted. We can take about ten fans uh, on it, and during the season, we take it out onto the ice during intermission and do a lap around the ice and get the wave at the, at the crowd and uh, things like that. And it's a really cool experience. Well. We take our fan bony and we use it as our parade float, and we'll put it in the parade. And um, we've not done this normally. We put like the the dance team members on board or something. But you could do something where, hey, it's an enter to win contest to be you and a friend get to ride in the um, Les Schwab Tires Portland Winterhawks fan bony during the Rose Festival parade. Uh, you know, that'd be pretty cool. That would be one of those fun, experiential kinds of things uh, that, that would engage the fans. They would be interested in entering to win something kind of cool like that. Um, it's not every day that you see a real Zamboni, you know, rolling down Broadway uh, in the middle of summer. So it's got some some eyeball appeal. Uh, you know, usually winds up getting shown on the TV broadcast, the parades, yeah. stuff like that. Plus, for the sponsor, in this case, Les Schwab Tire Centers is our Fanboni sponsor, uh, you know, they want to have that vehicle out in the community being seen because it's got their branding right on it, uh, even in the middle of summer. They're still selling tires and wheels and everything all year long. 
And so it's a benefit to them uh, and their partnership with the Portland Winterhawks that we're out there uh, exposing their brand to our fans all year long. And that brings up a great point of you don't necessarily have to plan your own event, although that's great, right? On the, yeah. on the, on the macro side, yeah, let's do a whole NHL draft that's Winterhawks. Um, but you can also almost hijack other events, right? That can be sort of your off-season where it's the Rose Parade. Hey, let's get into that discussion of the Rose Parade. And let's be able to have some of those micro events in the off-season yeah. where we're going to jump in. Um, but but I think, you know, for anybody out there saying, I have no time to create an entire three-on-three basketball tournament. Well, you don't have to get that started. That's uh, fine. You could yeah. easily just find quick events, find, you know, for example, here in Portland, there's first Thursday. And just being able to booth that they've already made events to go capture them, having it be sponsored, uh, is, is, a, is a huge opportunity. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think I think the biggest pushback, at least from what I've heard, um, you know, on some of the offseason has been, oh, I don't have time for that, right? One, I'd say it's too valuable not to have time for it right. on that side. But two, you know, you don't have to have this crazy huge schedule. Um, yeah, and it doesn't take a ton of money. I mean, we're not talking. In, in a lot of cases, like the parade, we're going to be there all anyway. So how do we just take that and, and add kind of this fan engagement, sponsor monetizing element to it? Um, but again, from a timing standpoint, you just you kind of got to force yourself. Either either you do it quarterly, you do it annually. However, it is within your organization that you sit down and do your planning. That you take a look at the calendar, you put it up on the wall and say, okay, we've got season from this point to this point. We know what's going to take place there. What are we doing during this offseason? Are there opportunities to keep our uh, keep our team brand, keep our sponsor brand out in front of not only our fans, but the general public? Um, taking advantage of, of what's already going on in your market, uh, looking for those kinds of opportunities. And then, you know, again, I'm the sponsorship guy, so how can we sell it? Yep. How do we monetize it? And is there a sponsor? Because chances are there's a sponsor that's looking for the same thing. They're, they're wanting to be out and about, and they'd rather pay us to be involved with our involvement, if that makes sense, yep. than to try to create something on their own. Well, and you bring up a great point, which I think um, is huge between sports sponsorship and comes back to a lot of people say, well, why wouldn't they just, why wouldn't somebody just go to the Rose Festival themselves? The key thing is the team has influence, right? I mean, the Winterhawks have brand appeal. They're known within the city by a lot. When you're a sports team, a lot of times you can get into places that just a a brand, a company can't get into. We do a lot of work with schools, for example. Um, Players going out, uh, visiting schools, we do a, a Dead Kids Skating Program that's that's uh, equal parts uh, discussing uh, health and fitness and nutrition, and uh, uh, as well as you know giving kids a chance to hold a hockey stick, uh, do a field trip out to an ice rink, put on skates for the first time, and so forth. Uh, all of that is sponsored. Yeah. We have that sponsored, you know, multiple sponsors, as a matter of fact, on, on that particular uh, element. But um, if if a company if a brand, I mean, let's, let's use Les Schwab Tires. If Les Schwab Tires wanted to come into the school and do something like that, the schools are going to say, no way. You know, sorry, no, 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 no. If the Portland Winterhawks or a sports team want to come in and have uh, athletes talking to kids about 
uh, health and fitness and nutrition, and then all the kids get a T-shirt that has my Schwab on it. Well, that's that's how you do it. I guess that's how you get in. So, uh, yeah, a lot of times as the sports team in town, uh, doors will open for you uh, that wouldn't be open otherwise, and then uh, you can uh, involve your sponsors with those kinds of things. And it's a it's a win win. The team looks good. The sponsor looks good. In our case, you've introduced a, uh, a kid who maybe uh, has never seen hockey before or put on ice skates to give it a try yeah. and uh, expose them to uh, not only the sport of hockey, but, but ice sports and, and ice skating as a really a lifelong activity. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, key things here, uh, takeaways, definitely look at your calendar, look where there's off-season um, places where, you know, again, you don't have to create this crazy schedule in the off-season that's going to burn everybody out. Let's start with three events. Let's start with three events. Take the time. Plan it out. Then make sure that when you are pitching your sponsors on your team sponsorship, that you are looking at this as a 12-month-a-year partnership, not just a in-season partnership. But what else can we do? Take events like drafts and, and uh, things like that that your fans are going to be interested in. They're already being held. You're not having to create it. Uh, the event, per se, you're just sort of tagging along. Uh, create that viewing party. Create that watch party. Create that draft party, whatever it may be. Uh, find the right sponsor to uh, as part of their season-long package. Build in the values. You're not going back to them necessarily asking for more money You know, during the heat of the summer. When you're talking partnership, that's the time that you sell for the 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and definitely during those events and as we're pitching them, definitely make sure you're filming them. Make sure you're posting them on <laughs> digital. Uh, do your Facebook Live. There's your do all that stuff. That, that, that brands are really looking for. Well, Rich doesn't know this yet, but next Uh-oh. episode. <laughs> I've been fired? Yeah. Well, Rich is, we're uh, letting you go, Rich. Sorry. <laughs> uh, next episode, this kind of great segue. Um, I think what a lot of brands today are looking for uh with teams, it's just the why, right? Uh, how do you how do you ingrain your brand story into your team story uh, to be able to um, again create that great first touch point brand affinity with your fans, so it doesn't feel inauthentic? Um, so, how do you create a package around that? What digital platforms can help? What analog platforms can help? Uh, and you know, I'm sure we'll come up with some examples of, of really good ones. So that's that's at least my pitch for the topic next week. Hopefully Very cool. Us. Um, on that side, but thanks so much for listening uh, to the Inches podcast. Rich, if people want to get a hold of you, where they can they get a hold? Of hey, good one. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. In addition to here on LinkedIn, uh, my email address, if you want to go the email route, is richf at winterhawks.com. Awesome. And, and Nick, how about you? You can reach me on LinkedIn, Nick Lawson, co founder of Squad Sports, Squad S Q W A D, uh, and definitely. Check out the website, www.squadhq.com, and then email us at mlawson at squadcap.co. And definitely, on the comments below, because I post this on LinkedIn a ton, if you all have any events that you've run, any feedback on that side, we'd love to hear from you uh, and get that feedback and try to incorporate it on the show. Also, if you have topics that you'd like to make and myself to address, discuss, Questions, please let us know. Absolutely. We'd love to. Again, this the whole role of this is to just share wisdom uh, that hopefully allows you all to sell more sponsorship and 
and really throw it out there. So thanks so much for the Pinches podcast this week. Looking forward to next week and that topic, which I will do soon.